Dean Muggy, Matt Berry here. We're gonna, we're just gonna look. It's been the Fourth of July has just closed, and to me that means it's the start of the season. So Matt, what I kind of want to do here on this edition of Riding Home is recap briefly what's happened over the last six months. Um, you know, Georgia finished the season losing to Texas in the Sugar Bowl, a disappointing end to a season that was. An 11-1 regular season that ended with two straight losses. I've watched the Alabama-Georgia game probably, I don't know, five times, something like that. And uh, obviously, I think Georgia's right there and just needs to close the deal on the tide. Uh, in that time, though, Georgia has completed um, its recruiting class for the 2019 class, which includes some very serious heavy hitters. Uh, they've lost a very good player in J.J. Holloman, who was thrown off the team for uh, a battery charge against uh, a woman. Uh, the 2020 class is starting to um, come together. Uh, and then obviously in the spring, you had quite a bit of um, football with the dogs culminating with a G-Day that was uh, relatively successful, I guess you could say. But in the last six months, what's your sort of biggest takeaway? Was it the signing class again? Yeah, they really closed strong in 2019. Um, obviously, on the recruiting front, 2020 is doing very well. But we got to see a lot of the freshmen in this spring, and those are guys that are really standing out. When you're talking about Nolan Smith, the Kobe Dean, Tyreek Stevenson. So this spring was all about seeing how these early enrollee uh, 2019 guys were adjusting. And so far, it seems like those guys are doing really well. But at the end of the day, um, it's going a lot better than Florida's is. I'll say that both from a team was, perspective and recruiting uh, perspective there. So it's so far so good. The um, you know the Holloman incident was not great, but so far, I mean, the spring uh, was successful. We're seeing a lot of young, uh, a lot of veterans step up, including Jake from the offense. We talked about that a lot, especially in riding home editions, but. You got to be excited about these younger guys too. And on the recruiting front, things are going very, very well. Um, if you've heard the last riding home, six commitments in June, could be a few more in this summer. So, so far, so good. And um, yeah, definitely better than uh, what they're doing down in Gainesville right now. Well, I mean, this obviously we've covered. I've covered Georgia. This will be my 19th season covering Georgia. So we do cover the dogs. But I did actually want to touch on the Gators. Georgia's our travel. What, what, what is going on down there? I mean, not only have they had a I mean, I think having a rough recruiting patch is not the end of the world, but it's just been a mess down there for a while. Yeah, and they like to talk, too. <laughs> Coach Mullen um, is very outspoken about things, and uh, they have have a, had a lot of bumps in the road this spring. I don't know internally or on the team specifically what's been going wrong. Uh, it seems a lot of guys are transferred, um, haven't qualified, but from them. A recruiting standpoint, they did not finish strong in 2019. 2020, they're losing guys left and right. Doesn't feel like they have a lot of positive momentum, you know, either on the team or in recruiting right now. So, uh, if you're a Georgia fan, you've got to like that. And um, yeah, lots of lots of good things so far. There's going to be a lot of pressure for Jake Fromm to really perform uh, this this season. Um, we talked about him on well, two podcasts ago, I guess it was, or two shows ago. 
But one thing I think folks are missing is, um, you know, the, as, as important as Jake is to the offense, and any starting quarterback is the most important person on the offense, uh, every, all, the, all the parts around Jake are pretty good, too. And we're going to go in-depth about this uh, over the next few weeks, position by position. But what do you really expect out of these running backs, man? When I, was, when I went back and watched um, the, the Sugar Bowl and watched the, uh, the, the SEC Championship game, you know, DeAndre Swift really looked a little bit better than I recall. Obviously, James Cook will be there. You've got Zamir White, Brian Herrian, a very good Sugar Bowl, or a, or a solid one, I should say, at least. Uh, and you've got McIntosh coming in. You've got five backs. All are going to be different um, classes, literally, senior, junior, freshman, redshirt freshman, and, and true freshman. What are you looking for from this, this running back group? I mean, a lot of people do feel like Swift is either the or one of the best running backs in the country. You could absolutely make that uh, that argument. Again, Brian Herring, this will be his fourth year. He's been with the program, it seems like, forever. But the guy I'm keeping my eye on, as is everyone else, is Zamir White. You know, I mean, two ACL knee surgeries. I know, Dean, you said he's the best high school player you've seen um, in a game. I don't know if the, that's exactly what you said, but the guy has talent. And if he can come back just a little bit from what we saw his – junior year and senior year until the injury in high school he could be very special and again you have DeAndre Swift you have Brian Harry and if he can produce as a number three and maybe start getting more and more carries throughout the year he could be an x-factor in this offense and again James Cook is going to get his touches he got his touches as a true freshman you can put him in the slot here and there if you need him to you can do a lot with him so he's a guy who's going to get carries and then McIntosh is there if you need him, not expecting a ton, but he's a big bruiser, over 200 pounds, who can get you some tough yards in the fourth quarter if you need him to. But a lot of versatility, a lot of depth, but it's really going to come down to Zamir White. Can he step up and be a true one-two with DeAndre Swift, as Georgia has seen so many times, you know, with two stud backs? Right now they have one in Swift. Harrion gives you a lot. You know what you're getting from him, but the big question is going to be Zamir White. He was a five-star top player in the country if you can get a lot I don't want to say a lot but really anything from him that's going to help this offense in a lot of ways one of the biggest you know stories that happened at Georgia we completely jumped over this past this past six months and this will have ramifications this season and beyond there were two really big moves three if you want to call Dan Lanning being named defensive coordinator uh, a big move but uh, you had the departure of Justin Fields, who is listed, by the way, at 10-1 to 1 to win the Heisman, which is third best in the country, in front of Jake Fromm, uh, which is interesting, but uh, in front of DeAndre Swift as well. And you have uh, him leaving, and then the third one, and maybe the most, the most, the biggest change, perhaps, for Georgia will be the switch at offensive coordinator. I mean, you know, people can, can hate on... Uh, Jim Jim Cheney all they want to, and there were there were certain reasons there were certainly reasons to, uh, in particular uh, moments in the past, but uh, they they were very productive Georgia over these last couple of years, and yeah, yeah he, go he, ahead and you you just I mean it's an unknown it's a it's a it's a variable we don't know the the answer to yet. Well, Jim Cheney is a good play caller. He's yeah. been in the league long enough. He can call plays. I don't know if James Coley can. I wouldn't call him a proven play caller. Um, we'll see. He's got 
the weapons. He's got a great offensive line. Again, George's always been able to run the football, and I still think it'll be a run-first offense. But can he use the tight ends? Um, can he switch it up? But we know Jim Chaney was proven. He did a good job at Georgia. But James Coley is not a proven offensive coordinator, and he's not a proven play caller just yet. So no. really interesting to see how this offense develops under him. But it's going to be up to Jake Fromm. I think mean, Jake Fromm can probably change the play whenever he wants to the line of scrimmage anyway. Um, so it's going to be his team. It's going to be led by him. He's worked with Coley a, a lot for three solid years now. So that'll be interesting. And uh, Todd Hardley coming in. Yeah, I you really know, I, I, as it relates to the, 27, uh, the 2020 season and beyond, I think Todd has had a huge impact on um, on things. I don't want to over, you know, make it over overly more than what it is. But um, for a tight ends coach, he's done a great job. Well, so far. he's he's certainly. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just say that he is the reason why um, Carson Beck is at Georgia. Um, if it weren't for him, uh, Carson would not be going to Georgia. I know Carson always wanted to go to Georgia. That that's clear. But he he wouldn't have gotten a second look without Todd saying to Jim Cheney, "Hey, look! I mean, to James Coley, hey, look! You know, you should double check on this. This is something that this is a guy that you should make sure that you're you're taking a harder look at." And and they did, and to their their credit, they did because you know. It, 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 let's just transition real quick to the stuff at the opening. It's it's hard to know for sure what you're getting out of you know Elite Eleven and the opening. You you, you should take. Everything with a grain of salt. You should take anything in recruiting. I mean, we only get we we can only gather information. You know what I mean? Um, but he did pretty well at Elite Eleven, and then you had the rest of the guys competing out there as well in, in Texas. Yeah, Jalen Kimber um, really tore it up as a four-star cornerback commit uh, from the state of Texas. Obviously, uh, put up a one forty, which was up there with Nolan Smith and Owen Popo. Uh, big time, you know, outside linebacker, fast linebacker types, but ran a 4-4, four, four, uh, 42-inch vertical, um, really good in the the strength, the power ball throw. He tested through the roof. I was able to see him earlier this month at a 7-on-7 tournament at Woodward Academy down in Atlanta, and he's thin. He's only 165 pounds, probably pushing 170, around 6 foot, 6 foot 1. Uh, but he's long, he's athletic, again, still needs to add some weight, but he was very good at the opening uh, Tate Rallage, another guy that I'm high on. I think he is a borderline five-star. I don't know what he's ranked on the other sites, but he's a low five-star guy in my eyes. He was on the first five or final five on the offensive line, earning right tackle honors with that final group. Uh, did very well. Won some reps against uh, Brian Brissy, the number, top player in the country in my eyes, Who's going that? to Clemson. Uh, Brian Breezy. Oh, Breezy, yeah. Okay. Um, he's the real deal. Tate held his own against him for the most part. And uh, Marcus Roseme, the wide receiver, uh, was told he had a very good day as well. Um, really good job overall. And then you had the the targets, more targets than commitments, obviously. Kendall Milton, the five-star, was there. Tank Bigsby, who I have in my mock class that I put out earlier this month. I think Tank right now. I could easily see him at Georgia um, with those two being your running backs. They were both there. Uh, Justin Flo is outstanding, uh, the linebacker from Los Angeles. I think that's a Georgia-Clemson battle right now. Uh, Noah Sewell, big time. Um, kid out of Oregon, the linebacker, pushing 270. Um, yeah, I think if he decides to not go play at Oregon, Georgia's in a good spot. The Ducks are probably the team 
um, out in front right now, but uh, George is going all out for him, so you can't, you know, knock the Bulldogs out just yet. And uh, I'm missing a couple guys. Nazir Sackhouse was there. Not sure how well he did, or Jamil Burrows. Um, they didn't exactly stand out among the rest, but um, you know they had their share and won some reps as well. So overall, um, lots of Georgia commits, Georgia targets. Um, big big week uh, over at the opening. We're going to talk about the positions and so forth in the, in the near future. You know, this next six months, um, everybody is already assuming that Georgia will play Alabama in the SEC championship and then that Alabama will play Clemson for the national championship. What could go wrong nationally to prevent um, those two things from happening? Um, I think Ohio State always has the chance to maybe run the table with their schedule. Um, it's not super great. And I think Justin Fields is going to be in a position to, if he stays healthy, uh, which obviously we he has shown he could. Uh, but he's going to put up a lot of numbers. He's going to throw a lot of interceptions. I don't know how well he's going to adapt to the system, but he's going to make mistakes. But he's going to throw some touchdowns and be in a position to score a lot of points. So if Ohio State runs the table, I, I just don't see Clemson losing a game. I think Alabama is the best team in the West. Um, could this be Oregon's year? Maybe someone in the Pac-12 really steps up and doesn't get knocked off throughout the regular season. They're going to throw their hat in the ring. Notre Dame has a tough schedule. Obviously, if they lose to Georgia, it's going to be really tough for them. Um, Texas thinks they're back. Oklahoma. Well, I think Texas there. is a team to monitor. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all that they wind up in the playoff uh, because of their situation. I mean, now, they don't exactly have a cakewalk, um, but they, they they have opportunities. And, and the biggest one um, coming up against LSU at the beginning of the season, I think. Yeah, so it's a, it's a Saturday in Austin. They're, I think they are dogs for that game. But, you know, you look at, you look at Texas, even if they lose to, a, uh, to LSU – if they just recover and win the Big 12 with one loss, I don't see how you keep them out. I mean, they, they, right. could, they have the capability of beating Oklahoma twice. Um, I'm skeptical of Oklahoma's chances uh, just, just because I just don't think Jalen Hurts is that good, man. I, I don't think he's bad, but I don't and, think and he, he's not an elite quarterback. I don't think so either. He's a Kelly Bryant 2.0. I don't mean that yes, in a bad well, way. Well said. Well okay, uh, but again, a, a team, uh, another team to look out for is Washington. I don't think they're on the level yeah. Clemson or Alabama, but well, they, Jacob Eason's they there. Have and a quarter, they, they have a quarterback that can yeah. be very dangerous for people to defend. And I think they're in a position where if they, I mean, they, they might be another team who is favored in all the games they play. If they can beat Oregon, I again, I got to go back and look at their schedule, but they're a team who could make the playoff if they go on a, a big run um, in the regular season, win that conference there. You, you, um, you, you know, a lot of folks listening to this, you, you, you dismiss J- uh, Jacob Eason all you want to. That's fine. But, um, you, you know, you're leaving out some pretty impressive performances at the end of games against, for instance, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Missouri in 2016. He made a lot of plays. He made this a lot is year of four. Year four. Year four of Jacob Eason. I think he's going to have a really good year. Uh, we'll see, but it does look like you know everyone's going to say Alabama and Clemson, and yeah. and it's been that way for a while now, except for Georgia, a couple of years playing in that championship game. But Georgia's going to have their shot, and 
they've got a really tough regular season. I know they really do. And even a one loss SEC champion, Georgia is going to be, is probably getting in. I don't uh, see how they wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they don't have to be perfect. This is a team that can do it. Uh, but we'll see. It, it was a really good spring though. Um, I think both on the team, getting some leaderships in there, uh, some veteran guys, and then these young kids, I think, are going to make uh, plays as they always do. Kirby loves playing these young guys, and I think getting more and more early enrollees in there each and every year is, is definitely paying off, and I think we've seen it from some of these guys that just signed uh, in 2019, and um, so far, so good. All right, next uh, few weeks here, we're going to be going over the uh, the, the positions that the, for the dogs, and, and soon just stick stick around for uh, riding home here on Dog Post. Matt, we'll catch up with you in a little bit. This is Dean Leggy signing off. Go to dogpost.com today. <laughs>